your host, Shane, with Radical Rocks. Today we're going to be talking about some interesting subjects. We're going to be talking about the silica group. This is a wide variety of rocks and minerals that includes quartz, it includes chalcedony, it includes agates and opal in our conversation today. And we're really going to see how silica is in all of these, and then from there, chalcedony is in opal and also in the agates for the most part, and the cool relationship to that. And we will go into some technical um, level of that, so hopefully you can buckle up your seats and enjoy that. Uh, it will be probably a shorter episode. As you know, I've been moving. I've moved and started a new job in, uh, I moved to Idaho and working um, nearby. So there's been a lot going on. We've been really busy, not able to put out a lot of content, but we've been active on our social media with MeWe and um, uh, all that good stuff. So join that, also Facebook and YouTube and uh, our blogs at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. You can, all you do is look up Radical Rocks YouTube and we're going to pop up. So let's get right into it. The silica group. Um, is including a lot of different things that are going to be composed of or contain the composition of SiO2. And a lot of times the silica group can include the crystalline and quartz um, crystals, uh, but also the other group of it is the chalcedony and the crystocrystalline, which uh, also can uh, include even opal. And this is so varied. Um, but the thing that I wanted to share with you is how these are all related. We think of agates and we're like, oh yeah, agates. But within that group, um, you've got jaspers, you've got chalcedonies, you have the typical traditional agates, um, you have opals, and Within the silica group itself, then you have all of the different quartz and the crystals and things like that. So we're not going to go into the crystals a whole lot, um, except understand that um, these crystals will form many different shapes um, with prism faces, a right-handed, a left-handed. There's twinned crystals um, and many other different types of crystals that you can find, even a Brazilian twin and other types of crystals that can be found in these shapes. They're all very collectible, whether they're an individual crystal or a cluster of crystals in the silica group, which is known as quartz. Now, when they are um, infused with particular minerals, then this is what causes the color, as you know. So you can have a milky quartz or a more clear rock quartz. You can have rose quartz. Um, you can have citrine, which is an orangish to yellow. You can have rutilated quartz that has uh, other um, minerals shooting through it, which vary in the types of uh, rutilation that are there. It can be tourmaline. It can be rutil. It can be all sorts of different things. You have smoky quartz, um, which is, you know, infused with the particular minerals that give it the color, amethyst, and even more. But what I really wanted to concentrate on was the chalcedony side of this silica group, but I wanted to tie that into it, too. 
Chalcedony is SiO2 uh, as well. It's, uh, if you remembered what we said about the silica group, it's SiO2. So it's the same, the same basic silica group, but chalcedony is the name given to a compact series of silica which comprises minute quartz crystals with sub-microscopic pores. Now, they, this makes up two main varieties um, of, of chalcedony, which uh, we think of first, and is usually deformed, uh, colored, and an agate which is characterized by curved bands or zones of differing color. Now, habit of this chalcedony is oftenly um, malmeliated or bitrudal or stalactite type. Uh, they call it stalactis, stalactic. Now, chalcedony commonly has a banded structure which is not always obvious to the naked eye. Sometimes these lines lie in the cavities of the rock and might take a microscope to see. Now, this can be massive or nodular. Um, the hardness is uh, is about 6.5. The cleavage, there's really none. The fracture is conchoidal. The color and transparency really varies from all different colors, white through gray, reds, browns, blacks. Uh, of course, we've seen blues, purples, pinks, you know, just pretty much every color under the rainbow and uh, can be transparent to subtranslucent, and it, luster is uh, vitreous to waxy. Some of the features, the distinguishing features you're going to see is the occurrence and habit is going to be a greater density than opal. Um, opal's usually in littler uh, sheets, and uh, where chalcedony will be more in uh, pieces and globs. Uh, but it can be in large pieces as well. It's usually more can be found in uh, bigger chunks um, as a rule. Okay. Um, what else do we want to go into? There's various names that are applied to the different colored varieties of chalcedony. You've got carnelia, which is a red to reddish brown, and uh, these colors uh, grade from a sand to a light to dark brown. You've got chrysoprase, which is also in this family, which can be apple green and uh, heliotripe, also called the bloodstone, with the green and red spots that resemble spots of blood. Also in this family, jasper, which is an opaque chalcedony, and generally red, um, yellow, brown, green uh, can be found, also gray, blue varieties, and browns, all sorts of colors, just about every color in the rainbow. Jasper is rarely uniformly colored, um, but it can be, and the color is often distributed in spots or bands. Moss agate consists of translucent, milky white, bluish distributed green, brown, black, uh, I've seen red, moss-like dendritic impurities of magnesium oxide. These often assume attractive figured shapes and in a mocha stone, the fern-like branching forms have led to its use in making uh, cameos and other decorative objects. Now, also in this family is flint and chert, which are opaque uh, type of chalcedony, usually dull gray or black in color, which will break with a pronounced 
conchoidal fracture that gives the sharp edges um, that we see uh, used by early Native Americans for making implements, uh, arrowheads, spears, and things like that with an edge that uh, can cut. And also, you know, chert and, um, and flint can, can be colorful too, but primarily the colors are kind of more, um, you know, gray to black um, and not as, as pretty as the jaspers and uh, some of the agates that you're going to find in the other chalcedonies. But there, there is some areas that have real pretty colors. The, um, let's see. Also, there is a type of cal, uh, of uh, chalcedony, uh, the name of flint. Let's see here. The name chert is used to describe the bedded, massive, um, chalcedony and the name of the flint reserved for the black nodular variety type found in, in chalk. So I had no idea that uh, chert could be associated with chalk, but um, according to one source that I read here in A Guide to Minerals, Rocks, and Fossils, um, written by W.R. Hamilton, A.R. Woodley, and A.C. Bishop, um, that is what is stated in there on page 130. Now, the occurrence of chalcedony is precipitated from silica-bearing solutions and because of that, it forms cavity linings, veins, and replaces mass. Uh, it is a, a replacement type rock um, that can happen, or a replacive type that will happen and do so in masses uh, or in thin layers in a variety of rocks. Chert and flint may originate either by the disposition of silica on the seafloor or by replacement of rocks noticeably limestone by silica from pre-collating waters. So a little interesting history on that. Of course, you can just think of all the different types of chalcedony that we find, the carnelia, the sard, um, in that family's jasper, moss agate, um, you know, um, the, the all the different types that uh, we would see. Now, agate, too, is a SiO2, just like uh, the quartz, just like the chalcedony, uh, agate falls into that too. Now, agate is a form of chalcedony which is characterized by bands uh, or zones which drift into uh, or differ in color. Now, agate usually forms in concentric or irregular layers, usually lining the cavity um, through there, and it is a hardness also, 6.5. The cleavage is none, the fracture is conchoidal. And the color, well, we know there's just such a variety of agates can vary from shades of white, milky white, gray, green, brown, black, yellow, orange, just no end to it. Commercial agate is, uh, can be colored artificially, so you do need to keep an eye on that. Um, you want to look, if you're trying to pay top dollar for something, you want to make sure that it is the actual natural colors. Um, onyx is a form of agate with straight parallel bands that is used particularly for making cameo brooches. And the occurrence that we see in the agate, of course, is widely distributed and occurs typically in a cavity filling in lavas. And the layers often flow to form the cavity and gives that inward place. Uh, will allow crystals, if, uh, if it is allowed and it shrinks up, then you'll have crystals and cavities. Or it could be filled completely 
in an agate situation. Now, the last part of this chalcedony silica group that we're going to talk about today is opal. Also, SiO2, but it includes NH2O. Now, it's, uh, it has no crystal system. Um, it is usually massive. It can be stalactic or vitrodal or rounded uh, or veinlets. Typically here in in this, uh, where I'm at in the Midwest, or the, not the Midwest, the West Coast, you will see in the Southwest, you'll see it in uh, thinner sheets and things like that. Um, the, let's see, cleavage is none, fractures conchoidal, color and transparency. It can be colorless, milky, it can be white, gray, brown, blue, green, nearly black, pale, yellow, pink. I mean, I've seen every color under the rainbow. Transparent to subtransparent. Now, the luster is vitreous to resinous and sometimes very pearly, okay? Um, and and it definitely you can, once you see common opal, uh, compare it against jaspers and agates, you can see the difference. Um, it's a little bit different. It forms, uh, it's, some of the features are it forms at low density. Opal resembles chalcedony in its occurrence at times, but it's less dense and less hard, so it's more brittle. Varieties of opal, uh, opal is solidified gel with veritable amounts of water, usually about 6 to 10%. So there's a lot of water in opal. Um, people who deal with opal and know about it will typically store it in water. And um, there has been recommended that you can put, uh, after you soak it with water, you can uh, put a coating of like uh, uh, Vaseline or something on it to hold the water in it. Because as the water dries out, the opal becomes very brittle um, and can, can crack pretty easily. So precious opal has milky white, sometimes a black body, colors, and exhibits a brilliant play of colors, usually in blues, reds, and yellows. Fire opals, a variety which red and yellow colors are dominant and produce flame-like reflections when turned. Um, Halite is colorless bitroidal opal. And one other thing I want to get into in this uh, group of silicas and chalcedonies is actually petrified wood, which can display in agate uh, or jasper-like or also opal. Now, wood opal is a wood that has been replaced in part by opaline, opaline silica, common opal. Uh, it's translucent, pale variety, and uh, variously colored, but lacks the play of colors as precious opal. Um, there may be little hints of fire in, in uh, wood or petrified objects. That has happened, but it's very, very rare, and, uh, but it, it can happen. Also, the hydroplane is a variety which becomes transparent when immersed in water. Um, so there is opals that's almost invisible, and you put it in water, it just literally disappears. Um, cilia, center, and geyserite are opaline deposits formed around geysers or by a precipitation from hot waters, and they generally form stalactic and delicately filamentous forms of various colors. Now, the occurrence of opals deposited at low temperatures from silicon-bearing waters and can occur as a uh, fissure filling of rocks of any kind, but occurs especially in areas of geysers and hot springs and can be formed during 
the weathering and decom the decomposition of rocks, opal forms in skeletons of organisms such as sponges, uh, radioloria, and diatoms, and diomite. And uh, it can also be in the dimineous earth as a fine-grained sedimentary rock or friable chalky, which friable means it's, it kind of flies, it can float in the air, chalky appearance that is made up in part of the skeletons of such organism, and the name opal comes from Sanskrit, which means gem or precious stone. So in this family of uh, agates and opals, we have, of course, the agates, different varieties, onyx. Um, we have uh, banded, you know, laced, all these different varieties. Uh, opals, of course, you know, is a variety of, and wood opal and other petrified objects. So hopefully that expands your knowledge and understanding of the silica group and the chalcedony group, how they cross over and how they are interrelated to each other. Did you know that chalcedony, um, you might have if you've been around for a long time, at least known that there's chalcedony in agates, but did you know that it included that, uh, you know, Chrysophase and Jasper was uh, included as a uh, as a chalcedony, and that even moss agate was included as a chalcedony, and that the agates uh, are grouped a little differently, but include chalcedony as well as opal being a form of chalcedony. So hopefully you learned something that uh, you didn't know before, or a refresher. Um, just thank you for taking part in all of the Radical Rocks social media and everything. And remember, rock hounds don't die. They petrify.